This episode of The League Rundown is brought to you by Moxie and Zen. Check out moxieandzen.com slash tforce or just use the code tforce for 20% off of your order. Premium, inexpensive boxers made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, leaving your bot lane feeling fresh. Compared to the rest, none of them will keep you as comfy as Moxie and Zen. Welcome to episode 444 of the League Rundown, Season 13 LCS Week 2 Preview and LEC Week 3 Preview, and this episode is lovingly entitled, Chaos. I will be your host for the day. I am Kangas. Duffy is unfortunately feeling ill and under the weather. Uh, I We also have not seen him, uh, his GPS location, ever since Alfari was on his street, so we're going to look into that. Uh, we have cause for concern, but we are joined by the ever-present Jax Omen. Twitch.tv slash Jax Omen. I feel like shit too, but I'm here because I'm not a slacker like Jigglyduff is. Exactly, and that's why you get the ever-present title back. Uh, joining us as well, straight out of the bin, <laughs> Badger. Um, happy birthday, Duffy. True. That oh yes. Yeah, oh yes. Uh, everybody, <laughs> a happy birthday to Duffy. How could I forget? I'm a bad friend. Really. It's, it's, uh, right. I, it's been his birthday like seven seven times in the last year, but it's cool. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that's that's another reason why he's not on the episode. Uh, yeah, but it's his first birthday this birthday. year. It's a bad combo. Uh, of course, joining us as well, coming in uh, safe from the teddy bear for now. We got Bickle. All hail the coin <laughs> that beat most of us this last no, week. Beat everybody. all of us. Wait, all of us? Yeah, we it all beat all. everybody oh, no. in the LEC, in the hosts, and in the community. Not in the LCS, though. If we factor both, I believe I'm just above. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he's on the loose. We got Mongoose. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <laughs> we never talked about your background. Let's let's pick something out here. You got like z- l- zebra print. Yeah, curtains? it's the it's the uh party rock uh anthem uh pink zebra or the zebra with the purple. Uh LMFAO, if you remember at all. Yeah, I, that's no. a throwback. Those, aren't those the pants that they wear? And yeah, the it was like the videos? pants that they would wear. Mongoose has the pants stretched out. It was also curtains, I guess. It was also a skin that you could get in Call of Duty Black Ops 2. They made a party rock skin that was purple and zebra print. 
That's incredible. I didn't even know that. For those but, uh, who who play. I was shooters. a Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 guy, so I kind of dipped off by that time. But we're not here to talk about Call of Duty. We're here to talk about League of Legends. But first up, we have some bright news to get through. Uh, if you haven't already, LCS Finals tickets are on sale. I recommend scooping them up because the time you hear this, probably going to be hard to get some. I don't know if they're actually sold out or not. Jax, do you have any more info? No, I was going to say, if you do get tickets... Message Crush You on the Rundown Discord. He's one of the hosts on Four Wards. He's going to be going. He lives in the town. He already got his tickets. Ooh, nice. So go meet up with him. Hang out. He's a great guy. Yes. And of um, course, uh, if anybody... Is anybody on the episode or anybody on the pod planning on going? I'm going. I live like an hour and a half away. I so. was planning on nice. it, but I didn't get tickets. Um, so. I'm going to I'm gonna oh. buy tickets when I get paid Friday. So Sweet. Uh, I, will, I will have I, them. Since I was going to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm not paying $5,000 for a ticket. Um, yeah, I would recommend not doing that. God, that makes so, sense. Uh, I'd rather pay... finals tickets sound cheap by comparison. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Uh, I will hopefully be there as well. So we'll try and see as many of us as we can get. Uh, then we'll be communicating in the uh, community Discord, of course. Um, LCS viewership. Not the worst for for the weekday change. Hey, look at that opening day. Uh, Bickle, I believe that you were the one looking this up. It was uh, around 151,000 on opening day for a Thursday at a adjusted time slot. Of course, they did move it from that noon to 2 p.m. That's um, what it averaged out to in the worth. end. The peak okay. viewership came during the first game of the day. Cloud nine versus 100 thieves. Came to about 179k, followed closely by TL versus FlyQuest at 168, as well as Golden Guardians versus EG at 164. Uh, we don't talk about the TSM Immortals game that was down there at 112k. I Which honestly, that I'm not gonna lie, still six digits, not terrible. That or, is uh, day one. I don't know what the rest of it looks true. like on the second day. And it's also TSM in the like air quotes from right perspective war slot with the lowest viewership that's a crazy world to live in hey, hey, Think about that's that. 2 and 0 tsm i'll have you know true true maybe it'll uh, go up again this next week um but cool to see them doing well lac obviously also looking pretty good on their numbers um but outside of that around the world lpl matches they're back they have uh, returned from their long hiatus i've yet to join my uh, roommate mazel on the coffee before bed uh podcast he's done two solo episodes in a row one because i was feeling sick and the other because uh, uh i didn't wake up in time and he started without me <laughs> but uh who can catch me up on what's going on in the lpl yeah i'll take this and run with it a little bit uh lpl has just kicked back up into action they were at their lunar new year break but now that is back in to the swing of things. They just started up. They're two days in so far. OMG, Rare Adam, WE, and Ultra Prime all came out with wins so far. So that means IG and Rare Adam are your two 2-0 teams at the moment with EDG, LNG, JDG, and Weibo as well undefeated currently at 1-0. We've got some good matches coming up very soon. And by very soon, I mean in a couple, well, a couple days actually, uh, on the 4th at 3 p.m. at 3 a.m. Pacific, we have Billy Billy taking on Weibo Gaming. And the 5th, the day after, again at 3, is going to be EDG taking on RNG. But I think the much more interesting thing, if you want to talk about anything, is heading over to the LCK. And uh, you can see Caria play an 80 carry at support. Because, <laughs> oh no. So far, 
this season, he has played, well, he hasn't actually played Ash or Heimer, you know, two very standard ranged. Uh, he's instead played things like the Caitlyn support, mm-hmm. or most recently, the Callista support. Yeah. I I quit. Karia is just on a mission to ruin Korean solo queue, isn't he? Yes. He, here is a list of some things Karia has played across his career at support. Ash, Nico, Lee Sin, Volibear, Caitlyn, Callista, Sejuani, Camille, Yasuo, Rumble, and Kale. Yeah. Has he played AP Graves? No. No, and he probably I got won't. him beat. I got him beat. Okay, Caria, if you want to talk, we can we can uh, talk about champ pools so, and off meta picks. So we were talking about it in the pre-show, but uh Akshon support is starting to pop up. So No. Yeah. I forgot that's even a champion. Yeah. Akshon support might have I, I said last week I thought Akshon support was gonna happen by the time we recorded the next episode, but Hail of Blades as a rune and bot side is just broken as all hell for lane yes. prio. And also, Umbral Glaive is just really stupid. Yeah. Very so. gold efficient, easy to get for any mm-hmm. AD supports. But that's, of course, what's going on around the world. Exciting to watch. So make sure that you're checking out those matches. Um, but back to the, you know, uh, some of the we roster news from the regions we covered. Oh, we didn't say the matches. Uh, so oh, okay, Genji, real quick. Genji is playing. D plus uh, T1 is playing Hanwha Life. Um, there's another one that I had. Watch Live Sandbox Gen G. That one's going to be just wild. That's going to be a wild one for sure. So that would be, I'm just trying to think. Gen G D plus is, well, in, in a, a couple, couple hours, hours. So you guys yep. aren't probably going to hear it by then. Uh, Go back and watch the VOD. You know, T1, T1 Hanwha is Thursday in the second game slot. And then. Live Sandbox and Genji is in the second game slot on Friday. So watch those. Live Sandbox is a fantastic team. They're great to watch. You'll love them. If you if you're a CLG fan, you might like Live Sandbox because they're an underdog. So Ooh. and if See, you guys are happy is- at how little time we spent on this, be sure to thank Jax and, <laughs> and Kangas for actually <laughs> being here. Because there was a slight chance that this would be a three-man podcast and we were about to spend a couple hours talking about <laughs> Yeah, that's why we showed up, actually, was to uh, to save the viewers yeah, so yeah, we could actually sure. talk about the regions that they're here to tune into. Yeah. Speaking of, roster news for LCS. <sighs> a legend hanging up the jersey. Aframu has announced that he is retiring from professional play. And I think Aframu is actually going to be done. It's not going to be like Bjergsen or Double Lift where they come back in like two, one, two, three years. Um, I think Aframu is done. I think streaming is going to be really good for him. So you should go check out his stream because that's what he's going to be doing. If, uh, if you want more, more of the support is so easy, dude. It's a, it's a fun time. His stream's good. His YouTube videos are also a lot of fun. Um, his editor does a really, really good job. I will miss him in the scene. I appreciate all the time he spent. I still feel like he was better than other supports that are currently playing, which is kind of where it it hurts in a way, but also feels good. It's like, okay, he's not leaving because he's just bad now. And it's like, yeah, it's time to go, old man. It's like, okay, in a way, it feels like he's not leaving on a high note, but at least not on a low note either. I'd um, say he's probably an upgrade over at least half the supports in the LCS right now. Yeah. 
Oh, big reason why I became a fan of LCS in the first place. I probably would have found my way in regardless, but um, I'm a support main and a CLG fan because of Aphromoo. So uh, sad to see him go, but we salute you on your way out. Um, uh, in other roster news, uh, I guess actual roster news now, Gory has arrived for Golden Guardians. Uh, they did announce, they tweeted that he is in the States. He is, I believe, even today. I think it was earlier today that they tweeted this out. So that means on Tuesday, he arrives, probably starts scrimming Wednesday, and then games Thursday, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's going to be a quick turnaround. But um, shout-outs to Young, who was filling in the spot on opening weekend. I still think for a rookie... He got his teeth kicked in a little bit, but he didn't look like complete trash doing it. <laughs> he actually looked like one of, you know, the the more aggressive uh, players on the team alongside Rivers. So, uh, but hopefully if you're a Golden Guardians fan, the 10 of you out there, uh, you should be happy. You got your mid laner. In other news, FlyQuest, not a really a roster move, but somebody from the organization has left. If you are a fan of their jersey designs, Mongoose, they lost her. Their, their lead designer, the one responsible for all the sick jerseys and merch that have been coming out from the FlyQuest uh, camp over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's really sad to see see her go, but I know it's a mutual thing, so not really any any bad blood there. Just had an opportunity away from FlyQuest that she really wanted to go after and pursue. Um, but huge shout-out to her. I think she's going to have changed kind of the jersey uh, the way we look at jerseys, uh, I think a lot of people were just content with how bad they were, but Flycrest <laughs> really did a good job at, at turning that around and actually making them something that you can actually wear in public instead of just walking around like a walking billboard um, with all the all the sponsors all over them. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal job really done with the jerseys. When we're talking about Flyquest, though, someone we didn't mention last week that I think mentions a shout out, they did sign a new content creator somebody a lot of people are going True. to be familiar with. Avali May has been brought in by FlyQuest, and she is already doing work. If you have not seen the music video her and Dash did for FlyQuest, do yourself a favor and go watch it. It is phenomenal. Along with uh, all the other teams that put out some content, too. I think FlyQuest was definitely the most effort. <laughs> if you watch uh, that video, it was a whole Tenacious D uh, parody from one of their songs. I think it was... I forget the name of it. Jax, can you help me out here? Do you happen to know? I, like Phoenix something? I didn't watch the video. Oh, I need oh. to watch the video. If you watch it, you'll know the song. I don't remember the name of the Tenacious D song offhand, but uh, I, on, really cool, me, well edited. Go well watch done. Speaker Rock out on the triangle. Speaker Rock's out on a triangle. Um, Golden Guardians had a really cool one. I loved their approach. It was lower budget, still well, really well uh, shot and edited. And it's just all of them saying, fuck you. Uh, and it's so funny. It's uh, Rise of the Phoenix it's just, is the song. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, CLG uh, had one. I was in that. That was really cool to shoot, though, with them. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Evil Geniuses one. with the Crocs. Yes, EG with the Crocs and Immortals had like a jersey announcement video. So there's a lot of content coming out from the teams right before LCS started. Really cool. Go support those on Twitter if you have not yet. Uh, that's all the news, though. So in other news, uh, if people want to interact with the community, Mongoose, where should they head on over to? Come join the community discord uh link in the description of wherever you're listening this uh to this um we have community game nights that go on on monday and saturday uh the saturday one was uh a little bit of a letdown but 
we will keep keep at it and we will keep trying to trying to make it work um so i know uh there were just a few of us that had stuff come up really short notice which might have played a part in in it not being so so great but monday turned out really well this past monday uh we had league going we had valorant going so uh either of those you can come in and join we have pickums running thanks to mini quant um and we also have fantasy going but you know, you might might have to wait to find a group, but if you want to come in and try to find one, I'm sure there's people that will uh, hop on board and and do some drafts with you real quick. Speaking of our own uh, fantasy, Jax, I cannot believe you won your week one with I the second lowest that. score in the entire league. That was insane. Which means insane. Which means who are we putting on blast? Who's on who's on blast this week? Uh, I actually don't. Remember. That was no wait. Um, Jack's lost. Our... Oh, Jack's lost. Jack's... I thought Jack's won. No, Morganja beat him by four points. Morganja sixty nine four twenty. Well done. <laughs> well done. They absolutely deserve it. Jax, you stole two of my picks, and I hope that you lose every round. <laughs> oh hey, uh, and I because had the you highest took my picks, you probably will. <laughs> Imagine that. I wonder who hey, could have done nice. that. Could it be the this, one who uh, had, this guy named the Prince? The one who had Fudge, who was Player of the Week, and Prince, who should have been Player of the Week on the Fucking same team. Fudge. Crazy concept. That is crazy. That is crazy. But of course, uh, if you have not set up a fantasy yet, uh, and you were looking for people to do it, you can do it in the community, and then you'll be hearing week by week uh, our shenanigans updated. Um, also, shout out to the patrons. You rock. Uh, you're getting a little bit of extra content from us for our shenaniganery episodes that happen before we officially go live for these podcasts. Um, but for anybody who uh, helps us out in any way, we really appreciate it. It helps us uh, pay Ian, our editor, uh, a.k.a. that trombone guy. Shout out to the tromboners out there in the chat um, because he makes us sound way better than we would otherwise. Uh, and also, we can maybe do some extra content, too. So. With that said, that's all the news. That's all the intro. Let's get into the games. LCS. Duffy usually does this whole intro. Greatest place Most on God's beautiful place Green Earth. Place on God's Green Earth. Santa yeah, Monica. There we go. It, it's LCS. You know, it's 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 kind of new, I guess. They're doing the new format. Let's start with that, actually, before we get into the games. Real quick, for the people that watch the broadcast online, how did it feel not having Dash, not having a host in the room? Felt weird. Not Very weird. He was yeah. missed. But the live experience is basically the same. <laughs> I will say. Being in the studio, you don't really notice. Because I would rarely even listen to the desk in the studio. You're usually talking to people in the crowd or like trying to like get the players' attention, doing silly stuff like that. So this is really for the people at home. It was sad not having them, though I will say it was interesting having the guests each day. Cutie Cinderella came in on day one, did a really fun cooking segment with Spica that was entertaining with a lot of people. Good interviewer. Her interviews were great, yeah, too. Yeah, interviews were great. And then mm -hmm. Whippo came in day two and continues to show why he is such a great mind of the game. He have joined the two casts, and he was great. Uh, I don't think they've announced that yet. Okay. I've not seen, no. I, yeah, I uh, think... So, I think there's, like, a mixed opinion on it, though, because, like... I mean, I didn't I didn't mind it. Like, I thought it was kind of weird at first. It was like a different thing to get used to. But like once we got into it, like after like the cooking segment, I think it was like, OK, this is the flow they're trying to go with this year. I can totally understand what they're doing. Apparently, someone called into Hotline League last night 
on Travis's thing and said this is the worst decision Riot's ever made with League Esports. And I mean, that is that person proceeded to take. get flamed out the ass for the rest of the night as they deserved. I yes. mean, yes. I just straight up didn't see the content because, unfortunately, Riot starts these games while I still am at work for two more hours. <laughs> so uh, I got home and had reason. to watch okay. VODs <laughs> and therefore didn't bother watching all the in-between stuff because why would I if I'm not watching live? True. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm salty. I, mean, I have no idea what any of the in-between game or pre-show stuff was because it was impossible for me to watch live. Fair. And I wonder how big of a factor that will actually play. Because it is weekdays, people are at work. They might mm -hmm. be watching VODs more than the live stream anyway. So I, I, I hadn't even really at least thought for about West that. Coast I could people. imagine that being pretty common. Yeah, yeah. For East Coast, it was really nice. Um, oh, it was great. Because I didn't oh, have to so stay nice. up until so 11 nice. p.m. watching games. Imagine. So I could actually just like mm -hmm. chill out after work and watch them, which was nice. Uh, imagine. Well, I that will, gets us I will through say, the broadcast though, day. Jack's final thought? I do appreciate having it be on Thursdays and Fridays so I can just have five days of five games a day instead of ten games on Saturday and ten games on Sunday that I need to watch where it takes True, up the entire yeah. goddamn day. Yep. That is a lot. That That, that is a lot of games. Um... But, uh, of course, we're not here to just talk about the schedule. We're here to talk about the games themselves. So let's go over week one of the LCS in order uh, on our list right now. There's a couple teams that went undefeated on the first week. Cloud9 starting it off at 2-0. and oh. Really good start for them. Jax, what did their uh, first two days look like? Um, I mean... Their first two days were a stomp. They absolutely blasted the shit out of 100 Thieves. Like, 100 Thieves fans were in ruins on this game because this was something that they were hoping would be close and it was not even vaguely close. Um, but then they also did play Golden Guardians and this was just as much of a blasting. Cloud9 coming out swinging, Fudge looking like Evie on the Cassante. <laughs> um, I mean, if you've watched any LEC, you understand what, how good of a, a compliment that is. Um, mm -hmm. Blabber coming out, firing on all cylinders. Diplex actually looked good, which I know there was a lot of, like, hesitancy around Diplex. And Sven is fine. Like, Sven is still not even close to the greatest support in the LCS, but he doesn't look like a liability so far, at least. Mm-hmm. I think Cassante. there's still some Diplikes hesitancy, though. I mean, we did see... The, the 100 Thieves game was pretty good from, from him, but, like, game two was against Young. Like, no offense to Young, because Young got thrown into an unfortunate situation filling in for Gory. But, like, C9's about to get tested. Like... Young this actually did really well in that mid lane against Gory until team fights started breaking out. He had a good lane advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I, also, Cassante, nuts. Cassante is just fucking nuts. busted. I, I, he should just yeah. be permanent. Can we on nerf this, this champ already? Fudge played two games of Cassante and had the highest DPM of any player this weekend. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's nuts. With a tank build, that mind you. Gross. Yeah. This is a champ that he builds Frostfire like, into Force of Nature, Force into Gargoyle. Yeah, I think both games. Yeah. That's that should not lead the table in DPM. 
That is nope. Insane. Uh, I hope that they're selling many skins. I hope that Riot's cashing in <laughs> right now. And I hope that uh, anybody who wanted to benefit off of Cassante is doing it currently or has already done it. Because I guarantee you that champion is about to get gutted yep. in the next patch or two. Um, but first, I got to milk as much as I can out of him. Um, of course, I think there was already a minor nine? patch on the B uh, patch, which uh, was on the point one. He lost a lot of damage off his passive. But they're hitting right. him on a uh, point three. There wasn't anything on the patch. Okay, interesting. So yeah, maybe it's already happened. Uh, but Cloud Nine two zero, good start. Uh, anything else from them? Any any notable performances, standouts outside of Cassante piloting Fudge? <laughs> Berserker and Zven are good. Shockers, yes. imagine that. Right. They had a... Berserker's good. Um, I mean, yeah. Sven's good with Berserker. Berserker so. makes, or yeah, Berserker makes Sven look look good. Yeah. They Sven had a lighter schedule this week. Berserker is amazing. I think they get tested a lot harder this week, and I don't think yes. Fudge gets Cassante both games. CLG FlyQuest is a lot harder than Hundred Thieves Golden Guardians. Oh, it's funny you should say that because who next? Are we going to talk about it here? Let's go into CLG 2 and O undefeated. CLG coming off with a strong start in game one on Thursday. Duffy's not here because it's his birthday, so I get to talk about CLG now. Angus, um, did you send Elfari after Duffy so you could talk about CLG? I I. Uh, don't check my text messages. Don't don't check my WhatsApp. <clears throat> uh, I have deleted everything. Uh, bot lane dominance contracts all over the map. Mid lane Palafox actually performed very well. The only struggle in day one was uh, Dokla getting a little focused by Armut Santorin early on. He was playing the gangplank into the jacks. Um, but overall, CLG looked very competent. They came out of this one against a team that I think everybody except for kobe at least on the dive like from the the riot side that had talked publicly about power rankings had dignitas usually like right above clg just because of name power players like jensen players like uh santorin uh if i remember correctly kobe was the only one that had clg above dignitas kobe had them six and dig at seven mark and azale had clg at seven and dig at six yeah, they were close, right? Like they're they're yeah. right neck and neck, but this was a good test for CLG right off the gate. And I think the way they performed was very uh very impressive. They they definitely showed that yeah, they they were a step above Dignitas early on. Kind of again for me expected because they are the same roster year over year. They should early on in the season have more synergy. And uh even the interview on Sunday or after the games on Friday, I have to remember Friday, not Sunday now. Uh, Palafox was crediting that, um, yeah, they have kind of gotten to like each other more <laughs> this year. I think the way he credited that was, uh, if they were in the position that they were in last year, they would have given up. Uh, but the fact that they get along better now, they communicate better now, they did not because on Friday, their game against evil geniuses was rough. They were getting kicked around in the early game. Um, Inspired was all over the map, and uh, FBI was getting pretty fed. They were controlling the dragons, got three quick, and then CLG, with this more late-game scaling style, they had the Sivir, they had the Cassiopeia, they had Jax, uh, Sejuani, and Karma. They were able to out-team fight 
around the big objectives come the fourth dragon, come the barons. Uh, Palafox didn't play perfectly, but definitely played much more aggressive than I think I usually see from him. He was like flashing for Cassiopeia ults and really trying to be the primary carry in a lot of these fights. Um, Dokla was doing a decent job of just kind of causing chaos on the back line and contracts. While I don't think he had the trigger finger I would have wanted. He had enough of a trigger finger and found enough of the engages that they were able to win the fights. They were able to get the win. Uh, it was a comeback. It was a grinder. They were down quite a bit and evil geniuses were even like knocking on inhibitors, uh, but CLG held strong and they pulled out a win. So two Oh easy weekend badger. I think, I think more of this, I not to take credit away from CLG because they went two Oh and they won the games. But 44 minute slugfests are not the way you want to play a lease. So like nope. they were able to they did a good job of stalling it out to the point that Elise became irrelevant on inspired and they were just able to take over the game. Also, when we talk about evil geniuses, there was a player on their team that kind of sprinted this weekend, too. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything about yeah. that until we get to that point. So we can save that for the evil geniuses point, but I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely felt more like CLG capitalized on mistakes rather than they won the game for themselves. They were in a big hole. And yeah, credit to them for climbing out, but mm -hmm. arguably the, you know, not, not one of the more definitive two O's that we had over yep. the week. Um, I, Cause I think two of them were absolutely two O's. The other two, two O's are like, eh. <laughs> I, I will say <laughs> though, the CLG EG yeah. game, absolutely a joy to watch from a spectator perspective. True. It was so fucking hype. Uh, fr from the, uh, I was there live. Uh, I had to do an interview with Golden Guardians Young, uh, and me and my roommate Mazel arrived a little late. We also went to grab smoothies <laughs> at the Riot Smoothie Bar. So I didn't make it into the stands until 15 minutes into the game when we were down like 5k gold. I started trying to get chance going, and that's when we started like winning a couple fights and making the comeback and i was like we're doing it and uh evil genius's nicole the uh, ceo was on the other side of the stands cheering for eg and we were like yelling at each other the whole game very fun experience super super enjoyable um but that's clg next up uh we're actually gonna skip the next one because i think it's funnier this way the old guards back baby c9 clg and tsm all undefeated in week one it's How? like nothing ever changed franchise who How? uh team liquid what hey 2016 called they want their standings back <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it makes sense when you think about who they played they played another team at the bottom of the no, barrel no, but then no 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 it's fine no, it's fine it's no, fine what Bye. i'm gonna say is they played a team that uh they had two sleeper agents on their team that uh brought out their inner flash wolves the Korean killers oh. are back. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. And to dive more into it, Mongoose, talk to me about TSM's week. I never fucking doubted them for a second. Hey, no, that's they our went... You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went 2-0. Hey, uh, the first game against Immortals, uh, this game was pretty much uh, what everyone in their minds had as the battle for last place. And TSM, uh, they... They were down most of the game, but they still came out swinging. They looked really good. It was a really low kill game. It was uh, twelve to two for TSM, um, but Buggy looked really good on the Elise. Maple looked phenomenal on the Talia, um, 
And I think probably their best player this weekend was arguably Chime. Uh, I think Chime played really, really well on the Nami in the first game. And then the second game on the Ash had just some really, really good arrows that I think a lot of people would miss because um, they just people just be chucking out the the ashel and if it hits it hits if it doesn't it doesn't but chime was hitting them like across map on people uh which was which was really fun to see um but the tl game uh it started out really really rough um tl looked to be in control and they looked like they were going to just slam this game and then tsm started winning fights they had the objective control all game um they were just they had the team fight comp and they just stick together and they ran s5 and they just uh started winning team fights after team fight and then eventually they had soul they had baron and they were able to just push and win um so it was it was nice to see i think uh the draft could have been a little bit better in the the tsm uh tl game um but it was really fun seeing maple and buggy play really really well as well as chime stepping up and playing to kind of that level that we all want him to play at and i know kangas wants him to play at as uh he's coming up and um it's just it's a lot of fun i think the build was really smart from chime in uh game two um, maple only one death on the weekend so really really uh stepping up for for the pcs and lms fans out there it was a strong showing uh overall i think that what i've learned is that dragon stacking is very strong right now and if you're the team that is better at team fights in the mid game Gives you the best chance at dragons early game. Like, I think that's a big reason why EG fell off in the CLG game series, for example, is like their comp just couldn't scale hard enough mm -hmm. to win 5v5s come the fourth dragon. But if you have a comp that can get the first through fourth dragons and you just hard prioritize that and you play around the bot lane, that's that's working for a lot of teams so far. I think yeah. that was a general trend uh, that we've seen over yeah. the weekend. So. Yeah, do you have any uh, additional thoughts? <laughs> yeah, Maple is uh, great. So Maple has the highest KDA, the second highest DPM, and the second highest damage share on his team. So putting that good gold to good use that he's getting. So definitely had a good weekend. And yeah, the uh, the KR killers in Flash Wolves got activated for this. So who knows what will happen when they play FlyQuest in two weeks? I think it's two yeah. weeks. Yeah, going to dog them. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It. Also, uh, shout out to Neo. Eighty carry got me a lot of points in fantasy. Hey, Jax, how many points did your eighty carry get you? Uh, you looking <laughs> oh, for a trade? No, uh, no, I'm not <laughs> trading. All right, all right. Oh, I got but, uh, it. Uh, for but, reference, uh, the big... Luger got me thirty-seven points to my opponent's point one. Oh, because he had spawn. Spawn, spawn did oh, not get any spawn points. Ran yeah, spawn ran it. Spawn went oh, and I don't think spawn actually got a kill all weekend. I don't we'll, think. We'll so. I mean, spawn had to play there. some five. Yeah, difficult. we'll cover that. Let's 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 table that for now. <laughs> that is devastating. Uh, but another good weekend for a fourth team. I can't. We can't even call them weekends. Week, weekday, end of the week, whatever you want to call it. Um, the party days at work. FlyQuest, 2-0 on their week as well. Uh, and this is another one of the ones that definitely looked a little better <laughs> for their 2-0s. Bickle, talk to me about FlyQuest. Prince is really good at League of Legends. Yeah. Just 
just going to start yeah. there. Uh, came in very high expectations of this team, and they very much lived up to it in this two-game series. They started off against Team Liquid in what was going to be a very exciting bout for a lot of people. Two of the more exciting squads to see, and they kind of dumped on Team Liquid. Uh, TL, for some reason, gave them Maokai which I think is an absolutely broken jungler, which Spika got to play both games. And Impact got to play against Summit. He brought out his patented gangplank and absolutely dunked on him. Like, it was great to see. Old man Impact still got it. But yeah, the absolute face of the show this entire weekend continues to be Prince. One death this entire weekend, and it only occurred when they were fountain diving in game one to try and get him the pentakill. Curse you, Winsome, for not diving with them and trying to tank. Yeah. Did you see the clip? Did you see the clip of uh, Prince for that? Prince, Prince basically like, said, "If this, this, was, for, if this were the LCK, LCK and you were my support, he'd be benched he'd next game." Out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He was like, "Why didn't Winsome go first? <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, absolutely, quest is good. Yeah, absolutely dumpstering. He had a phenomenal Zeri game, quadra kill, almost a pentakill, and that wasn't even his best game because we got to see the wonderful world that is a Korean Ezreal in game number two, and uh, yep. poor boy Spawn was on the receiving end of that, and uh, I did just don't watch bot lane. It's not pretty. It's it was ugly. It got ugly really fast. No, Pretty's on a uh, Hundred Thieves Challenger. Right, Ooh, right, sorry. Yeah, right. yeah, but Prince absolutely dominated the bot lane. Vikla had a solid showing as well, not as flashy, but uh, flanking Silas TP with a reset Zanyas is pretty nice as well. Dodging out on some ganks mid lane. Both the imports showing why they have a high reputation coming in and that they are a force to be player. matched. Them versus Cloud9 this week, this week, I guess, not this weekend, is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> so the, the early favorites, like yeah. they're definitely the best two performers so of the Prince's week. Prince's statistics from the weekend: he has the second highest KDA, the the averages the most kills, has the second highest CS CS per minute, has the highest gold per minute by almost seventy over Luger. He's got the highest damage share. He's got the third highest DPM. And I think the gold efficiency stats on him are incredible as well. He he um he's pretty good at the game. I don't know if anybody ever told you that. He'd be deathless if he didn't dive that damn fountain. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably would have won player of the week if they didn't dive the fountain. So God. Prince couldn't make it to Worlds in LCK, so he had to come to NA to make it. <laughs> I what a player. I do not understand how FlyQuest pulled this off. I literally still. do not understand how FlyQuest got this guy. This is insane. But good news, of course, for FlyQuest fans. I'm, you might not have as cool of jerseys going forward, but you got a real cool roster to cheer for. I'm just Your happy right now, finally, though. Really awesome. Yeah. I'm just happy that finally someone that Badger hyped up actually lived up to the hype. Zekka? <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm hey, I was on the Zekka train before. The, yeah, I was going to say, you and I were on the Zekka train. Um, I'm trying to think who else have I hyped up. Well, Adam, up but it was a year late. Zeka. But... Uh, <laughs> No I comment. Move on. To take Next credit team. for something that I have no. I, I was just reactive the whole time. Uh, so those are the four teams that are currently undefeated in the LCS. That is Cloud9, CLG, FlyQuest, and TSM. Two teams went one and one over the weekend. Evil Geniuses are up first, and uh, someone yeah, checked JoJo's PayPal. 
Yeah, we talked about it a little bit with CLG, but definitely more to dive into. So, Jax, talk to me about Evil Geniuses. All right. So, EG starts off, they played Golden Guardians, and this should have been a stomp. Instead, it was a 43-minute slog, um, which kind of set the stage for the CLG game that we already talked about. JoJo just kind of inted the whole weekend. Like, he was bad this weekend. Wasn't great. His laning phase was pretty good. And then after that, it all went downhill. Because in the Golden Guardians game, he had like a 40 CS lead over Young uh, mm. by like 10 minutes. It yeah. was insane. And then he just made bad decisions. Like, it's it's not mechanical misplays. It's bad decision-making that we saw from JoJo this weekend. He ended um, with a 1.3 KDA. Yeah. Um, he did not do well for my fantasy, if anyone's <laughs> wondering. <laughs> the, the rest of EG was fine. Like, is someday the best top in the league? Probably not, but he's good. Is Inspired the best jungle in the league? Maybe not, but he's good. FBI and Vulcan, they're good. I don't think any FBI of them stood FBI looked back as, on form. Yeah, he looked on form. He didn't look amazing. They'd, I highly doubt this is the best bot lane in the league. But they were good. Like, other than JoJo making really bad decisions, EG looked fine. They just didn't look team that wins the league good like they did last year. Yeah. I think that overall, it was a slow start for Evil Geniuses. I hope JoJo turns it around because I echo a lot of the same sentiment is that he just felt a little lost outside of lane. Uh, he had a couple of plays against CLG where it's like, okay, you're playing the rise, you're split pushing. It makes sense what he's doing at that point. But then you watch the positioning and team fights and what he's doing in those moments. You're like, oh no, like, ah, you're just dumping everything into the Sejuani and then you're like running around and you just get poked out and chunked out. And it's just, it feels like he doesn't understand where the threats are once it gets to the, the big five V fives, um, which is kind of what his strength was before. But I will say he is slightly playing different champions than he was like really known for more of the melee focused champions uh, in the past. But Bickle, you got a point in all honesty. EG should have lost that Golden Guardians game, too. They were down yeah, yeah. gold at a point. They were down yep. a Baron. The Baron was pushing. And the only reason they came back into that is because they have better players that just managed to hand check them well down gold. Like, mm -hmm. if that were a better team, they lose that. They should be 0-2, but they're not because they played Golden Guardians. If Gory was here, they would have lost. In all honesty, yeah. maybe. Yeah, there's a good shot. Yeah, and that's and that's not uh, we'll to say that it's Young's fault that EG won the game. No, Young played really, really well. We'll talk about him when yeah. we get to Golden Guardians. Considering a rookie who just played his first Challengers games <laughs> the weekend before, mm -hmm. and that's play LCS. But yeah, we'll we'll save that conversation. EG slow start. I think that can kind of summarize where they're at. I'm not hitting the panic button yet, but it is cause for alarm. Uh, maybe concern. Maybe we're not at alarm status yet. We're at cause for concern. We'll we'll wait to see if we're alarmed later. Another team went one and one on their first week, and that is 100 Thieves. 
touted as the kind of comeback roster. They got two returning members out of retirement. They have two players uh, that are rookies coming up in the scene and then one returning player. Uh, their week was middling uh, as well. Uh, their first game against Cloud9, they were in it till they weren't. First couple minutes felt all right. They did this really weird, like, Azir flex into support for Busio, which was just It's been bizarre. seen before. It's supposed to be a counterpick to the Heimerdinger support. Yep. Because you outrange just turrets with your Qs and Sand Soldiers, so you technically have the poke advantage. It just didn't do anything. It's like the same idea behind something like the Syndra support or like the more AD carry focused. Or even the misfortune support. Exactly. Right? You know? It's like what we saw Take with the misfortune into Zyra. It's the Azir into Heimerdinger. It just didn't yeah, yeah. I mean, again, in lane, it looked all right. But then once you're out of lane, just didn't accomplish anything at that point. Uh, Diplex and Fudge and Blabber just were the three-man wrecking crew on the melees of Kasante, Akali, and Wukong. And they just out-team fought, and uh, nobody could really peel for double lift to Busio. And the biggest thing is that they just kept splitting. Like, you watch every fight, 100 Thieves just, like, scatter! <laughs> they all run in different directions. It's like, I don't know if that's how your cop's best to perform here. And we talk about Fudge up in the top side. Tenacity had the jacks into the Cassante. He was oh, about so one auto short of winning. It was one of, auto difference. It was one yeah. auto difference of getting the kill. But as he stunned with the Counter-Strike... Cassante got the Q3 off the Intofos for the pullback to get the stun. So Cassante had the one auto difference to get the solo kill, which in all honesty just snowballed the rest of the game. Topside, mm -hmm. I think, would have looked so different if that one auto went a different way. If Tenacity gets that kill, the Jax wins the matchup from that point on. And it is a entirely different one. Because I don't even think he had like a sheen after that. Nope. I don't remember exactly the moment. But like the, the item breakpoints are very close between these two champions, from my understanding of the matchups. And even afterwards, uh, Fudge was talking on the desk and he was like, Yeah, I was kind of scared <laughs> like going into that one. Because he and Tenacity are friends. They play against each other a lot. They joke around a lot online. And uh, uh, Fudge definitely gives a lot of respect to Tenacity as a player. So I believe he ranked him as the fifth best top laner behind himself he had, someday no he had him ahead of no he had no he had he had himself uh impact and I'll, and uh someday. summit as the top three and summit yep and then someday was right below summit and then he had tenacity with the the someday kind of rank yeah, and then there was a bit of a gap and then there was the rest and then there was a bit of a gap and he ranked dokla way too low and i was very upset about it but he had uh, dokla like ninth next i think game, Next team looked much better against I, what I'm just going to say definitively is the worst looking team in the league in Immortals. Uh, 100 Thieves crushed them. Uh, there was a couple plays where, you know, Immortals were, you know, finding some areas around the bottom half of the map, but nah, it was it was over. Double, they put Busio on uh, Yumi this time around. <laughs> so I know it's not a champion he's known for and not super exciting, but I think that if you're trying to warm up Busio and Tenacity to the LCS stage. It makes a little more sense. Tenacity struggled slightly uh, as he was often the one falling in a lot of the fights. But, I mean, uh, the, the carries carried. Bjergsen had a good Victor performance. Uh, Doublelift had a pretty good Zeri performance. And they just went for the team fights and they won out in pretty standard League of Legends. I mean, it was Immortals. It was immortals. So, like, yeah, Don't worry, Immortals just immortals needs to get do. their full roster here because I'm sure they're having visa issues, which is why they look so bad. What's that? That is their full roster? Oh. That is their full roster. <laughs>
Oh, uh, I I do have some rumors around that once we get to them. So uh, we'll see if there's any changes. But uh, that was Hundred Thieves this weekend. I think uh, they still are a team that has a potential high ceiling, but yet to see them reach that uh, in full. Uh, next up, the O2s for the week. Dignitas. We can move through these ones a little bit faster. It is week one, so I just do want to spend some time uh, describing how the games went. But in general, we don't have to dwell too long on these. Dignitas is Bickle. Talk to me about their week. Uh, they had a very, very rough week, especially if your name is Spawn. It was <laughs> not pretty for them. They just got nope. absolutely dunked on in basically both games they played. They played CLG and FlyQuest, two of the 2-0 teams, and they just couldn't get anything going, especially through that bot side. Arma had occasional moments that looked like it had some potential topside, but there just wasn't anything for this team. If anything happens, it's going to be it's going to have to be through that top trio of Armut, Santorin, and Jensen. The names themselves feel like they have potential. This feels like a team that when you put the names together, it sounds great, but it feels like a team that's less than the sum of their parts. I had hope. Uh, and after week one already, that hope is dwindling somewhat. Um, you never know how it can turn around. It was a tough week one, but also their week two is not looking that much better. 100 Thieves and EG are their opponents. So we'll see mm -hmm. if Dignitas can turn the ship around. Golden Guardians also going zero and two on their opening week. And the Golden Guardians, of course, belong to Mongoose as the believer. The uh, Golden Guardians should have been one and one this week. Uh, I will stand by that. Um, but unfortunately, game one, River wasn't able to carry hard enough, uh, looked really, really good on the Wukong, uh, had a really strong performance, um, Young still hanging in there with, with some of these Goliaths that we have now, um, that are on the EG roster, Licorice looked okay, uh, looked like the Licorice that we know for the past two years-ish, um, Stixay and Huni were not very impressive. Or Huni looked fine in the first game, and then he's on Yumi the second game, so it's really hard to say anything um, about that. Um, Young did pick the the Irelia, which was a ton of fun until you realize the entire team after that is AD, and Fudge had to build. Uh, all armor and he was just an absolute menace in that game so maybe a little bit of a draft diff in that one river on something that he can't really carry on uh and it was uh it was a little sad young and river um looked really good as a mid jungle duo uh they almost had a kill on a diplex and it was just so unfortunate that young started tanking first um <laughs> but still, it's very exciting. Um, very exciting for this team since Gory is actually here now. Excited for this week um, and excited to see if they actually do put Gory in for this week since they'll only have one day of practice or if they'll just keep Young in for the two days since he's been practicing with the team and then implement Gory in next week. <clears throat> for a player that's likely had very little practice with the team and has no LCS experience, I was honestly pleasantly surprised by what young did i mean yes he lost lane against jojo but everybody does so it's not that big a thing and he looks solid come the later game 
And in all honesty, I'd say he was ahead in lane against Diplex until the jungle intervention came, and until Fudge showed up and was like, hey, none of you can kill me. The game's over. I think Young, he's a player that's been around the amateur and collegiate scene for a bit. He had his first challengers uh, level games in the weekend before, actually competing at that level. And then immediately into LCS, uh, we did get to interview him. He had scrimmed with the team for one week, so he had a decent amount of practice with them. And I got to agree. I think basically he just said, River, wherever you're going, I'm going. If you watch back the tape, like River played so aggressive and was going so deep in the enemy jungle, and Young was almost always right behind him. And I think that that was really cool. Their one-two punch was neat. Kind of sad we won't get to see it. I do believe Gory will be playing going forward in the LCS, but still not terrible. O2 didn't have the full roster, and even with their sub mid laner, I think it gave a a good look. It's it's a decent first look for a, a rookie coming in. It's kind of like Soul and Takeover on TSM last summer, where it's like, yeah, they didn't do great, but like. They didn't int fully, so you know what more can ask out of a of a rookie player subbing into a bad situation. But that's Golden Guardians. Uh, we're gonna save the best for last because I think it's funny. So we'll go over Immortals next. Oh God, oh, Jesus Christ! Um, they hey, showed up this and played the a, games. They were on Did that they? stage. They were on that, that stage. Are we sure? Game one was close in gold, but if you actually watch a game, it's not close. I mean, to his credit, Revenge was trying to keep them in that uh, with the split push Fiora, but the bottom half of the map failed so incredibly hard. And talking about the dragon stacking and how important that seems to be for the meta right now, TSM drafted for the Elise. They drafted the Lucianami, and they went aggressive on the bottom half. A Blaze Olive ran it down! Zero five and zero on the Silas in game number one. And the next day did not look better. Zero four and two on the Azir. This time against 100 Thieves. I already touched a little bit on how 100 Thieves looked. And yeah, I mean, Immortals just look lost. They just look like they, for a roster that doesn't have any visa issues, they look like the worst team in the league. And that is bad when there's teams like Golden Guardians right next to you. Because, like, they at least had the excuse of, like, oh, we got a rookie mid laner who still looked okay. Your mid laner, who's got LCS experience and was invested in by this org, is just looking rough. And I have heard some rumblings that next couple weeks, depending on how the performance continues and motivation outside of stage games continues, we could see roster changes early for Immortals because uh, behind the scenes, yeah, things just aren't looking oh like the, the rift is it, it translates right <laughs> what we see on the rift to what we see in scrims, what we see outside of the rift. I so, mean, we got don't to be see Draven Pike Lane. That was kind of cool. That was fun. Honestly, Fleshy, I think, was the one standout performer. Fleshy and Revenge, I think, are the two that kind of looked all right. I think Kenvy had his least... moments. Sure. Yeah, I'll get especially in that game two against Hundred Thieves. I'll, I'll I'll give Kenvy those moments. Basically, the answer think, is anybody not named a Blaze Olive or Tactical. Yeah. Yeah, but a Blaze Olive had to play against some of the best mid laners in North America. What do you mean? Well, I hate to break it to you. I feel like any mid laner he plays against is probably going to be considered. I mean, he played against the against. North American Goat. He had to face Bjergsen. I mean, how can you handle? I mean, True. Tactical had to face Double Lift. How on With earth can you handle this? Though, so, I mean, Doublelift did I, add the I I'm facing somebody games. who stole my job buff. 
I got to watch these games the rest of the split, and that's going to be an experience. But the team that is currently at the bottom of the standings per alphabetical order slightly, but also just at the bottom of the standings, surprise, surprise, you haven't heard them yet. Team Liquid. 0-2 in their first week. What? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, Badger. They, well, so explain. So they played FlyQuest, which is what did you understandable. do? <laughs> hey, TLL Fari came back. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> was saw Summit was Summit was taking over the helm, and he's just like, no, not today, not on my watch. And then that's why he's in all the WhatsApps and everything like that. So we saw playoff um, Summit. <laughs> saw playoff Summit. That's literally all it just comes down to is. Playoff Summit came back. Piosic did not look good. Harry was adjusting to the stage, but the one, the one bright side, and I'll stand by this: Jan and Core JJ looked good. They looked, they looked accelerated as to where people expected them to be at this point. And they're getting Elo held by their top side, which has a literal world champion, an MV, an LCS MVP. And another rookie, but we're getting ELO held by a world champion is impressive. I will say, I think Pioshik still in their loss in the, at least game one played pretty aggressive yeah. and was trying to come back. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll give credit. He didn't just give up in the game. It felt like his mentality was, well, we got to look for something. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just try for like cheese brushes and, you know, insane ganks. Uh, yeah. Team liquid. Summit played the. Are we hitting the panic button? Summit hit played the Jacks into GP and got absolutely dunked on by someday, and then he played the Nar into Orn against Solo. He did okay in lane, like there wasn't any massive lead, and then he just did nothing for the rest of the game. He just got. I mean, it looked like the Summit we saw when he was playing for Cloud Nine in the playoffs. It looked like the Summit that everybody said got exposed. Yep. And that's not a good look for Team Liquid early on. Still plenty of time to turn things around, but that means we got to look to next week, what the schedule looks like for teams going forward and what we expect of them based on what we've seen so far. So for LCS Week 2 predictions, starting off, kicking off Day 1, CLG Cloud 9 in what is being considered the primetime spot, 2 p.m. PST. Still think they should do Fight Night format where the best games are at the end of the day and we hype them up throughout the day like a title card. But you know what? It's all right. It it's starting off. It is what it is. They want to give it earlier in the day so that they can get EU viewership on it as well. Yes, I understand that. But also, Fight Night. C9 across the board for most of the hosts. Myself and Jax have CLG. Jax, defend CLG with me. Here, uh, sell them. I mean... I have two-fifths of CLG on my fantasy team. I have zero That's members it? of C9 on my fantasy team. That's and it? I, I mean, I said before, I said when they announced that they were keeping the whole roster, I think CLG is going to be just straight up good. So, like... I agree. I, I don't think you can reasonably argue that either of these teams has more than a 60% chance of winning. Like, they both look good coming in. I can totally respect most people going... Cloud9 has the proven track record of success, and therefore that's where they're airing. But I think this is going to be a good match regardless. I think that uh, after Fudge put Dokla in like second to last place in the top lane rankings, 
Dokla is the type of guy that will take that personally and will try his absolute hardest now. I'm predicting two solo kills for Dokla this game. I think he's going to show no, angry. No. So, uh, no. Are you telling me no you're Cassante, predicting good for right? bet on it? Bet on it, Badger? If Dokla solo kills Fudge at any point... Twice. Two okay, plus, twice. Two plus times. You know what? I was no gonna way. give you I was gonna give you if Dokla gets a solo no. kill on Fudge, but if it's Okay, so okay, Dokla two solo kills on Fudge. What what's the bet? What's the conditions? Minimum two could go higher. I think if Dokla does, then you have to do the entire next podcast episode wrapped in toilet paper. Like like full on <laughs> mummy. Because I just buried you. Okay? Just like Dokla buried Fudge. And we can see it because you're on video for us. We'll, we'll even take a photo and put it in the in the community Discord. Okay, I'll. Ah, uh, what what do you have to do? Because I feel like this is the easiest bet of my fucking life. You can ruminate. You know what? You know you what? Think you know what? Oh, okay. You get to call. You have to call me Lord Badger for the rest of Spring Split. <laughs> rest of Spring. How about next episode? Okay, fine. For the entirety of the next episode, I'm referred to as Lord Badger. I accept these terms. Okay. All right, Lord Badger versus Mummy Badger bet is on the table. Check the tape; it's locked in. It All is right. now in the dock as well. It down. But uh, most people agree. C9 Badger. I'll just consider that part of the C9 explanation. You think Fudge better top laner? Any other points you want to add to that? It doesn't matter that Diplex isn't as good as Palafox because Blabber is a better jungler than Contracts. Berserker and Sven are a better bottom lane than Luger and Poom. Fudge is miles ahead of Dokla at this point. I like Dokla. Good player. Just Fudge. Fudge is pretty fucking good. Just going to say that. All right. Well, we'll see what happens next up. FlyQuest versus Golden Guardians. We're not even going to talk about a FlyQuest across the board. This would be insane. <laughs> Alice Gory shows up and is just the best mid laner ever to play the game. <laughs> Unlikely. Unlikely the Golden Guardians picked this one up. So next up, 100 Thieves versus Dignitas. Dignitas across the board except for Bickle and the Goose. I mean, 100, thieves across, 100 across, the across, across the board, board except for Mongoose and I who have Dig. Sorry, what, if I said something wrong, yes. 100 Thieves across the board, Dignitas only for Bickle and Mongoose. Um, who wants it? I'll, I'll let you two fight over it. I don't have a real reason, so if Bickle wants it, he can go for I it. I mean, I've said from the start, I just don't think this 100 Thieves squad is going to come out strong or look good. You they, think you think Doublelift and Boosie are going to go flat, fall flat on their face against Spawn, of all people? I yeah, but at least don't. it's not Ignar, so that's why I'm picking <laughs> Dig. Oh, you did say you'd pick Dig until Ignar came in. Or no, no, you're holding Biofrost... Until uh, on your fantasy, yeah. Uh, Biofrost right, is right, also right. on my fantasy. I just don't have confidence in 100 Thieves right now, and I feel like Dig should be better than they are. And I'm hoping an extra week working with Biofrost gives them some confidence. I mean, Spawn can't do worse, right? <laughs> well, you say that. Well, let's see. 100 <laughs> Thieves, I, I just think 100 Thieves have the star power, and also Tenacity impressed me enough that I think he can actually hang with Armut. Uh, that won't be a weakness for them, and the rest of the map will win. Immortals versus Team Liquid. Uh, I, You know what? Duffy isn't here, the only one with Immortals, so it is Team Liquid across the board. We don't have to talk about them. Thank goodness. Next up, to close out day one, TSM versus Evil Geniuses, and here we actually have a pretty split cast. 
Quest. I'm sorry, myself, what? Myself, Duffy, Mongoose, and Sam have the undefeated TSM. Remaining undefeated, mind you. Everybody else, that being Jax, Badger, Bickle, and Ian, trombone guy, have evil geniuses picking up the win. Uh, I... I'll be honest, I'm only doing this, if you notice, I have TSM winning out and CLG winning out, because they play week three, and I want them both undefeated going into that. That's that's my only reason there for is. this. Can, can somebody else there explain is. why they have TSM winning this? JoJo has been looking really bad, and Maple looks on form, uh, and if JoJo is just making those mistakes, Maple will be a player that can capitalize on them, and will actually be able to take over this game regardless of the rest of the map. Okay. That sounded too logical, and I don't like that. Uh, any EGers? Uh, let's give it to Jax. Jax, defend EG for me. EG played like shit for week one, but TSM just is shit and had a lucky week Ooh. one. I still think this TSM roster is absolute garbage, like eighth place team type material. Hey, that's not 10th. It's not. Some people had them 10th. I think much I had them 10th, but... <laughs> That's playoffs, technically. <laughs> so the thing is, right, FBI is so good. Like, he is. FBI Vulcan is just going to demolish Neo and Chai. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. So bot lane favor, bringing it to Evil Geniuses, we still have some TSM believers. Next up, though, that's day one. Day two moves into, I would argue, closer matches. We got FlyQuest, Cloud9, and I say closer matches. We got Fly across the board. Ian's the only one with Cloud9, and of course, because he is the Cloud9 stand. Despite the fact that I think we all kind of agree these were the two better of the two O's that we saw in the in week one. The two that were more convincing. Mm -hmm. But still, FlyQuest, no believers in Cloud9. I'm kind of surprised. I think this could very well be a finals preview. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I think it it'll be fun all around. Dude. <laughs> uh, Impact is someone who can very much contain Fudge up topside. Spica looks phenomenal now that he actually has a team and laners around him. And I think mid is going to be where this game explodes because I think Vikla is going to show that Diplex is very much a rookie. Wow. Well, um, yeah. again, still surprised. I can't believe you think it's a finals preview because CLG is making finals, baby. Woo! Next up, Dignitas versus Evil Geniuses. We got EG across the board. Duffy has Dignitas because he's Duffy. Uh, Goose has Dignitas because he's Goose. Uh, explain? Uh, no, it's just Biofrost. Right, yes, the yes. Bio thing. Still Biofrost. Yeah. I got it. Otherwise, we all think Evil Geniuses, despite the fact that they look rocky week one, still look better than Dignitas. TSM versus 100 Thieves. Oh my god, what is happening? TSM for myself. I already explained myself. But also Badger, Bickle, and Mongoose have TSM taken this one. Whereas Sam, Ian, Jax, and Duffy have 100 Thieves. Three of those people are not here. So Jax, <laughs> 100 Thieves, man. How are you the only one? I'm, I'm not sure how I'm the only one. But honestly, this is one of those like... I, I don't have faith in 100 Thieves, but I think Ooh. TSM is shit, so I chose 100 Thieves anyway. I think this is the second okay. closest match of the weekend behind C9 CLG. 
but for ooh, diff- ooh. very different reasons. Interesting. Yeah. That's uh, good see, point. I just think Maple's always had double lift in Bjergsen's number, and it's just going to continue. It doesn't matter that that uh, the team around him is different. It's just, I think Maple just has reigned supreme over Bjergsen. Hey, so. Bjergsen, uh, first time that they met, got a solo kill on, on Maple. But ever since then, it's all been Maple. Well, so. yeah. Since, since the first one back in 2015 at IEM. <laughs> That's incredible. So we yeah. have historical precedence versus just straight up being a TSM hater. Uh, that's basically the analysis that I'm hearing so far. I do. I am excited for that matchup. It will be fun. Next up, Team Liquid versus Golden Guardians. Team Liquid across the board. Even with Gory coming in, we still think TL should be favored here, despite the fact that they are also winless so far. So uh, hopefully we're not, you know eating our words there uh and then finally immortals versus clg we have clg across the board except for duffy who is throwing himself under the bus i have i'm refusing to not vote for clg this entire split uh, so <laughs> clg duffy's gonna be getting a lot of wrong predictions basically because he has to to throw that one just to make sure they do i'd like to point out you say duffy's gonna be getting a lot of wrong predictions duffy leads all of us in predictions <laughs> right now he went eight and two in the lcs is- last week the- this is Kangas's strategy to bring Duffy down a peg by picking CLG yes. so Duffy can't and then having CLG win because they are good. Also, we mentioned e- predictions. voted EG over CLG last week because I went CLG. I realized we never shouted this out when we were doing pickums. Obviously, we mentioned LEC, the victor, the coin, eight and seven. LCS winner, KMC, nine and one in week one. Only missed the wow. CLG EG game. Yeah, but who got second place in the community for LEC pickums. Unfortunately, it was me. It was by the do, oh. the the point of a a bonus question that was answered. <laughs> so, well, that and is that was LCS, still so below five hundred. It was still below five hundred. <laughs> we've already brought it up, so let's just get into it then. The LEC across the pond here predictions a little rough for us on the show. So the coin. Outperformed us all. We were all below 50% prediction rate. I think in large part, if we're being honest, to the likes of Fnatic struggling and also Heretic struggling. I think that we we had a lot of faith in certain teams that just didn't really show you mean, up. I think no it's the predicted. other way around. We had or, right, yes, we had sorry. so little faith in SK and BDS. Yeah. When a combined six and, and zero. SK kind of fucked us over. Not going to lie. Surprisingly, none of us got those ones right. But let's go through it. Team Vitality are in first place. Sole possession at five and one. Bickle. Yeah. Why are they so damn good? Uh, Bo. Bo. Bo and ah, Photon are a phenomenal Bo, Bo, duo. Bo, 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 Bo. Perks has been absolutely flourishing with Boas as jungle like he's looked monkeys. great <laughs> and vitality at five and one has locked themselves into the top eight they are guaranteed to be moving on to the best of threes there is mathematically no way they can be eliminated they went two and one this past weekend everybody remembers last week when we read their schedule okay two easy wins and one hard win they one hard game they're playing g2 that could go either way but they got astralis and sk those are easy games they bodied astralis and uh, then SK happened, and SK kind of ran them over because Elise is a really strong early game champion, 
And Markoon just took over that game really well mm-hmm. and delivered Bo his first ever loss in a major region. And uh, I think it pissed the rest of Vitality off because then they came in and curb stomped G2. Like, yeah, it was not close. They Brutal. demolished G2. Perks was on the Casio and looked great. But early game, the bot duo of Neon Kaiser just absolutely ran, controlled the lane against Hans and Mickey with the uh, Ash Varus. So much prio played it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vitality yeah, just looks Bo, really good. Bo really uh, outperforming Yike also in the jungle. That was absolutely. a matchup I was very excited to watch because it's two newer names to the, the region. And Bo, 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 Bo. Like, geez. Jax mentioned it Easily. earlier about a player that I hyped up, not living up to expectations or whatever, yada, yada, finally happening. Photon. My Photon's God, Photon. <laughs> yeah. I was, Dude, I was high good. on Photon coming in, too. And then turns out, you know, he's a little bit better than I even expected. So mm-hmm. Photon, I'd probably say the best performing top laner in the league right now. Yeah. I think him and Bo are yeah, solid top down. one of their roles right now. Uh, I still kind of want to say Evie is the best top laner in the league, and I don't Thank think God. it's all that close. But He's only played oh. Cassante. I know, and that's why it's only a kind of and not a for sure. No, yeah. no. You mean Cassante's only played Evie. True. I believe that's the way that that one goes. So Vitality, good start. Five... And one. They uh, ex- had the SK experience, but outside of that, they are looking solid. G2, I'll take next, because they are no longer tied for first place. They were coming in. People were excited about the G2 Vitality matchup that would happen at the end of the week, thinking, oh, it's probably going to be two undefeated teams, the best in the region. G2 started off with a, kind of a struggle bus in their first game against SK. Han Sama Oh, I want some more consistency out of this guy. Really rough laning phase into every other part of the game. You see as well, but that's about the most you can say. And even then, still got Flame Horizon by Exit Kick. Um, everybody else trying their absolute best, but Yike and Hans, I think, just had a really rough weekend overall uh, compared to their week one. Day two, things turned around against Team Heretic. They slapped that. I, I, Hans Sama and Yike literally did a 180 and they played the Draven Nautilus lane. Mickey, I think, won that way more than Hans did. Like, Draven's just doing damage at that point. Re- sh- massive shout-outs to Mickey, who just kept finding these, like, just ridiculous curving-the-hook cues around minions in lane to set up plays. Jack Spectra and Mercer had a really rough time. And also, Yike just, like, dove bot what, like, twice pre-six minutes. It was insane. I don't remember exactly what the timer was, but he was just, like, always playing around that bottom half of the map. But then Monday rolls around, and it's it's rough again. It's back on the struggle bus. Hans, Samba, and Mickey are just dying. Mickey in particular, I think, outside of that Nautilus game, had a really rough weekend. Like, his Nami gameplay was just not it. Um, constantly getting poked out. And like we already said, yeah, Vitality, they were just playing better. Uh, perks, 
hard, 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 hard out DPSing caps in the team fights uh, in the Cassiopeia versus Rise matchup and just controlled so much space and then Photon winning top lane. I, I, shout out to Broken Blade. He did have like one solo kill, I believe, that happened. If I'm remembering correctly, it was like after a fight had already broken out and he was kind of alone. He get, got a couple turrets. He was trying his best to keep them in the game, but everything was crumbling around them. And G2, a one and two weekend. I will say, with that one win, it was dominant. We got a dancing Rift Herald. Yes. It was, they said on cast, it was the second fastest LEC game ever. Yep. Nuts. Insane. But then, it, it's like, that, that's cool. But it's sandwiched between yep. <laughs> two very different experiences, which makes it kind of hard to celebrate G2's weekend overall. I'm not, again, not hitting the panic button yet, but I'm hitting the cause for concern button. That one, that's the yellow one right next to the big red one. So um, there's like a, a, a hidden alarm going off right now. G2, we'll keep our eyes on you going forward. Next up, Mad Lions, also four and two. With their weekend, as I take a look, uh, that one would be Duffy usually, but Jax, you have graciously taken this upon yourself. Absolutely. So the Mad Lions played Excel, who they stomped because Excel sucks for some reason, contrary to all expectations coming into the split. There's nothing to say about that game. Um, Mad Lions also beat Koi. Niski is still scary on Silas. <laughs> And Karzi and Hillisang are gelling really well. And that was basically the story of that game. And then they played Team BDS. And I don't even know how to explain what happened in this game. Mad Lions just kind of fell apart. Adams, Darius, steamrolled Chasey's Cassante, and then kind of just steamrolled the rest of the map and no one really knew how to deal with him and that was that um takeaways for mad lions um karzi hillisang look really good together as a duo um they they both look back in form whereas last year they were both kind of looking iffy together they seem to be on the same page doing the right things niski still a fucking great mid laner elioya still a very good jungler Chasey, I want to see more before I can pass judgment one way or the other. He was not bad this week. Other than some very dumb decisions versus Adam, which just literally looked like he did not understand how Darius worked. Mm. Um, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say I want to see more Chasey before I say good or bad. But Mad Lions as a whole looking fairly good. I think they literally need one win in any of these teams that we're talking about here to lock top eight. So five wins guarantees you top eight and four is probably top eight. So they're probably already in, but I expect to see Matt in the next round. I think that they are a team that still is fighting for those top spots. I think it's cool that uh, we got to hear Vitality already qualify for top eight. So early in a split, I would not be surprised well, if next week we're getting like three, four more. Next week we have to. Next week's the end. It's that's okay. that's it. Kangas. I thought there was another no, 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 no. single the, round. The robin. way the format is, single oh round robin. God. Next week ends the round of ten. 
top eight move on, bottom two are gone until spring. Mm-hmm. Buy Astralis and XL. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe KOI, based on maybe how this last week went. Maybe Fnatic. Or maybe Fnatic. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it's going to be two of those four. That is... Wow. I... Like, it yeah. technically could be other teams, but it's going to be two of those four. All right. Well, that was Mad's week, of course. They're looking good. They're looking like they will be one of the teams making it out. But SK. And really, the, the next two teams, honestly, insane streaks that they're on right now. What is going on with SK? I do not know. Like, apparently, SK just decided to say, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to have fun. We don't care what happens anymore. And that made them a really good team that is now on a four-game win streak. Uh, everybody was talking week one about how Fnatic had such a hard schedule. I mean, Fnatic week one had to go up against G2, Vitality, and the like those two top teams that everybody thought would be the best. And then the reigning spring, the reigning summer champions of Koi. SK had them this week. They dumpstered all of them and went 3-0. I am still trying to process what the hell happened. All of a sudden, Exekick and Doss looks like one of the best bot duos in the league. Yeah, Sertus is a great mid laner, and Marcoon is back on his form when he was a rookie on XL. And Irrelevant is a stable top laner. I don't know where this came from. Okay, can we talk for a moment about the most Chad teleport I have ever fucking seen out of Sirtis? I like yeah. to call that the Hex TP, because it's like, such a short-range TP. Yeah. He TPs behind, I think it was, who was it, it Comp it and Trimby, or was it Larson and so, Trimby? Uh, I, think, I think it was Comp and Trimby. Yep. He TPs Trimby, behind yeah. them as a Kali, with about a quarter health still, as they're mm -hmm. the only two that are alive, and he manages to land a shuriken flip, dive back and in, and get the kills while still okay. living. But not just land the shuriken flip, dive back in. Dodge Renekton like two separate times in the middle of landing the shuriken flip and going in and getting the kills. It was yeah. amazing. I literally rewound the stream so I could show my wife, look at this fucking crazy teleport. SK came in this week beat the two undefeated teams and the defending champions. I'm at a loss for words. It's crazy. Uh, irrelevant. Apologies. Um, irrelevant now leads the league in solo kills with seven. Ooh. Which isn't as high as MNS in Challenger League, but we'll, that's yeah. a story for another time. <laughs> Doss has the second highest KDA. Yeah, we were asking like, why oh. this guy is back in the league and he's making us all eat our words. Mm -hmm. And don't, wor SK. don't worry. Execute we'll talk good. about the guy with the highest KDA next. Whatever they're feeding SK and their uh, weekly oatmeal stipend, <laughs> it's working. Shout outs to them. But let's talk about the next team. B D S. I'm going to leave out the last letter because it's not applicable anymore. 3-0 and o weekend team BDS. 
also on a streak right now. Badger. See, I think it's well, well, I think it's chaos. See, I think it's proper because they're dominating teams at this point. So uh they came out firing on all cylinders. Crowny looks good. Adam's been Adam's been a stable top laner in matchups that's like, okay, he's playing Ghost Flash Darius against Cassante. Like, Chasey, do you not know that that's not a good matchup for Cassante, but you don't see it very much in pro because only a wild person would run, you know, Darius in pro play at this point. So, Shio looks good as a jungler. Shio looks really good as a jungler, I should say. I, sh I shouldn't be underestimating it. Nuclear Int took the Int out of his name, and he actually knows how to play League of Legends now. Um, This team is just complete. Plus... I didn't realize it, but they kind of pulled bits and pieces of the K-Core coaching staff, which had bright spots, but wasn't able to get the potential out of that roster. So I don't know how they put this all together, but beating Astralis, which I mean, they beat Astralis, beating Astralis, Mad Lions, and shoot, who was the day one? Uh, Fnatic. All in one week. Yeah. The Adam revenge game on Fnatic. Like. Goddamn. Is I impressive. can't believe I'm going to ask this. But is Crowny the best AD carry performing right now in the league? Oh, Neon. I said, I think Neon's. I think Neon's underrated just because we talk about Bo and Perk so much. I agree, but Crowny has to be up there, right? Crowny's up there. Uh, highest I mean, KDA. are we going to say Adam's up there in the top top lanes? I know that we said two other ones between Evie and Photon, but like Adam had a really good week, too. Adam had such a good week. I don't know. I think so, Crowny's up there. Any other final sure. thoughts on Crowny BDS? has the second most kills, the least deaths, the most assists. Top half in CS per minute. Mm -hmm. It's what the hell? Where did this come from? So this is uh, they actually don't get oatmeal packets at BDS. Uh, they get full military rations. So mm -hmm. I think uh, they got a little extra protein in theirs. Helps them get across the finish line. Yes. But overall, I mean, like. Uh, what a resurgence for two teams that we all had very low expectations of based on mm -hmm. week one. I think this is huge for SKBDS, but even bigger for the overall standing shakeup because now the rest of the teams are all in danger of getting towards that oh, bottom two spot. But I was we move just on looking for stats and I just saw this and this blows my mind. Does anybody know who has the highest CSD of an 80 carrier? Based on how you introed this, I it's imagine it's going to be a surprise. It's Exekick. He's almost at 20 CSD at 15. Ooh. That's insane. Yike is up. Yike on average is up six jungle camps on the enemy jungler. Just to I, put that into perspective. No. I yep, mean, he, at 15 minutes. he's been playing Udi or Kindred Graves. <laughs> yeah. So that's still gross. That is still gross, yeah. but wow. But let's so continue. So that's the top of the <laughs> standings. Going. Those are the teams that are above 50. Now the one team sitting at 50, Heretics. Three and three. Ending on an okay note, but overall 
still maybe performing below what we expected. Badger, talk to me about Heretics and their week. I I mean, I think they won the games that they needed to win. They won the Koi game, which is the team. <coughs> Excuse me. A team that's below them. And they won the Fnatic game, another team that's <laughs> below them. And I mean, they they were part of the second fastest victory on the other side of the second fastest victory. But we don't talk about that. We won't talk about the G2 game. We won't talk about that one. Poor Yankos. Poor Yankos. Went in revenge against his whole team, but it just didn't work out for him in the end. Um, Evie has played Cassante six times now, to which he apparently tweeted, quote, please ban Cassante. I want to play something else. <laughs> I love that. Yep. Um, Ruby looks good mid lane. Ruby had two great Azir games this weekend. Jack Spectra. That team. OK, that team fight that he had against Vi- uh, Fnatic. Oh my gosh! I was like, "Wait, that's that's possible from this guy? Like, that's like he saved that's the game. Like a veteran team fight. It saved the game. Like, that's what you want your AD to do. You want your AD to be able to just like pop off any chance that they get. It's like, okay, yeah, I got a couple items. I'm able to get some damage down. I got some good positioning, and I'm able to hit my shots. Cool. Let's do this. So crazy to think that Evie is in the consideration. I mean, we've already talked about it. Evie being one of the best top laners. Yankos still on form because, I mean, it's Yankos. Like, Yankos is like the greatest jungler Europe has ever seen. Uh, Ruby coming in as this guy who's been through LCK Challengers. He's been through EUM and he's coming in. And Jack Spectro, who was a player who probably should have been in the LEC last year, Stayed in Heretics for one more year, and they're like, you know what? This is our guy. We're bringing him. We we like him. He's our he's our he's our focal point. And to pair him with Mercer, to which everyone thought, okay, yeah, this is like a sixth place, seventh place, eighth place team, something like that. I think a couple of people had him missing out of this first like group round robin thing. To being able to beat. Koi and Fnatic to pretty much assure themselves making it on to the next round. Minor any like crazy like collapses they have. It's really good for a team that this this Peter Dunn led squad to come out like this. And they're just scaling at this point. They still have young pieces that are blossoming into the players that we could potentially see out of them. And they're good. They had the opposite sandwich uh, from G2. Yes. They, they had the, the good sandwich. I know it hurts to have sandwich. that one game, but the other two felt pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so better to be a uh, team heretics fan right now, which moves us on to the teams towards the bottom of the standings. We'll go through these a little bit quicker because we might be talking about them more in depth next week if they get kicked out. Fnatic, two and four in the standings right now, and that is a big surprise to pretty much all of us on the broadcast. So, Mongoose, why, how, and where? When? Uh, just they played... Team Heretics, they played XL, and they played BDS, and the only game they won was the XL game, uh, 
which yeah, everyone on this team to their credit, looks really, really bad. Winning that XL game is probably what is going to keep them making it to the round of eight. Because that is yeah. their direct competitor for the round of eight. Mm-hmm. Yes, True. the direct yeah. competitors for the bottom two everybody expected. Koi, Fnatic, and Excel. And Astralis. That's a everybody expected Astralis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even in their win against XL, everyone kind of looked really, really bad on this team. Yeah. Um, and I think this team is falling into what G2 did when they brought Reckless on, where it's no longer, uh, you know, they had Wonder and Razork and Humanoid kind of playing the style last year where it was a very, you know, kind of leave bot lane alone. We, uh, kind of, um, just dominate our top side and we've get really strong on top side and then upset would come in and be really good in team fights. But now it's everything goes to reckless. All the resources are recklesses. And um, when it's not, it seems like they're it's, it's a problem. And uh, it's, it's really bad when you have lethality Varus trying to steal kills from uh, your, your scaling champ. Um, there was, mm -hmm. there was a moment uh, where, Merso was kind of just on his own and they were going to kill him really easily. And Reckless and Humanoid are just throwing out all their abilities when Merso's like 10 HP trying to trying to get this kill. Um, and Reckless at that point, two items, probably not getting any stronger. So uh, probably just give, give that kill over to Humanoid. Uh, you know, play the team game as a team as opposed to this is my team and this is the team that I want. Um, and this is, it's going to be my team, kind of the Uzi play style. And with Uzi, Uzi makes it work because of the champions that he is able to play and able to pilot and able to create these moments in team fights. Oh, Reckless uh, kind of needs the team to be around him. Because he's Uzi. Yeah, Pickle. that's uh, also... In all honesty, the only reason Fnatic even came back in that Excel game is because Kassadin isn't balanced. And Humanoid yeah. just said, oh... I'm a late game Cassidy with a stacked rod of ages and seraphs. I'm going to go murder everybody. And he and did even that. Even then, it was so unclean. There are so many just misplays just that Humanoid had. They shouldn't have won this that game. This game should have been so much cleaner. All of these games should be cleaner from Fnatic with the roster that they have. And it's just not because this team is not gelling together well and they are not playing the same game. They all have a different mindset of how the game should be played and it's not translating well onto the Rift. The two games Fnatic has won this year so far have been games that they've been very far behind and needed to make up ground. There is a very strong argument they should not have a win. Yeah. It's a crazy concept of when you're expecting a KDA player to be a carry player, how that works out for your team. Wild. Reckless did have a really nice solo kill onto Patrick, though. Um, that broadcast didn't really capture that uh, Shocker S had to post uh, mm -hmm. later on. Um, it was really nice. He kind of just waited in the bush for Patrick to use his Eon Lucian and then came out and just killed him. So, uh, you know, he does have those moments, but still, it's uh, it's going to have to come down to coaching and coaching staff being able to change people's mindsets. But for Reckless, this is the way he's been doing it for 10 plus years, and it's the way he's going to keep doing it until he either doesn't get a team anymore or uh, until a team is built around him. So, yeah, Fnatic, uh, 
expect them to make it into the round of eight, but only off of uh, pure luck. Hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Speaking of, K-O-I, Koi, the old dogs that once were rogue coming in here. Four losses in a row. Jax, what is going on over there? Oh, my God. So, okay. Maorang is not being the dominant early game jungler we expect from him. I don't know what happened this week. All of the games, he was not nearly as proactive, not nearly as making things happen and generating leads for his team as he was even just the week before. Sugenda sucks. I have no nice things to say about Sugenda at all. Kump and Trimby are fine. They're not the best, but they're fine. Larson is serviceable, but when Malrang is not doing his job, Larson is neutered in his ability to do much. The only game that anyone on Koi looked good this weekend, in my opinion, was the Heretics game. Larson looked fine in the Heretics game. Siver uh, for comp was fine in the Heretics game. They still lost. They got gigabopped by Mad Lions. This was a 30-minute smash. And then they got gigabopped by SK Gaming, where we already talked about Sirtis playing out of his mind. Like, something's not working individually and as a team. They look like they're not communicating the way they were last year. And Sugenda just sucks. Like, I cannot believe they let Odawamne leave and this is what they replaced him with. To build on top of it, this team last year was so focused around putting resources bot lane and getting Comp and Trimby ahead because with a lead, they can dominate. But that required Odo to be the weak side top laner that he is. And that's why Odo fit this team so well. When they brought in Shigenda, they decided to try a carry style top lane. And it's been absolutely devastating for them because it's not working. Shigenda's not using the resources to get a lead. And it's leaving Comp and Trimby without the ability to get a lead. And it means they have no strong part of the map. They're screwed. Yep. Some statistics to back this up. Segenda has the least average kills of all top laners in the league. He has the lowest DPM of all top laners in the league. He has the lowest damage share of all top laners in the league. Uh, and he's playing carries. So. That's, he, those aren't good stats for the Those aren't good played. stats for someone who's supposed to he's be a carry top played laner. played Renekton, Aatrox, Jax, Fiora and Cassante. I don't care what this guy's champ pool is. Put him on fucking Orn next week. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Well, that's uh, about all we can say for KOI right now. They're going to have to do a lot to convince us that they uh, can move up further in the standings and where they're at right now based on the play, which brings us to the bottom two. Let's get through these ones quickly. Astralis first off. At one and five, Mongoose, give me the Spark Notes version of Astralis that uh, we didn't have a lot of expectations coming into anyway. Uh, Kabe Zhanghun look really, really good, and it's very unfortunate because Dehor does not look up to Fighter snuff. Of the uh, night oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna do it every time. Uh, one, one, three, not the jungler that 
this team wants him to be. And Finn is just Finn. He's the Finn that's been getting traded around from team to team and eventually landed on Astralis. And Astralis does not have the money to make a better roster than this. So this is the roster they are stuck with. Succinctly said. And very, uh, very to the point. I like it. Excel. John Hoon's Nami was really good in the second game, though. If you guys want to watch a really good Nami game, go watch the uh, XL Astralis game. He played so well; his bubbles were insane. That's was that that's the Nami takeaway game, or no? Or was that a Lucian uh, Nami no. game? No, okay, that was Lucian Nami. But he still looked really good. So go watch that game. That's the only game you need to watch of Astralis. All right, you got your homework, XL. Also one and five, but not ending their week on a win. They're on a three-game loss streak. Second biggest loss streak in the league behind KOI. So XL overall. Badger. Spark notes again. What do we think about them? Do they have any shot of uh making it into the top eight? This team should be 0-6. Yeah. Duh. They really should. Who did they beat? Like, they beat BDS in that game where BDS forgot how to play oh, League of Legends right. for the last, like, 20 minutes of the game. And Koi just couldn't even win a fight with an Elder Dragon right. Yeah, God, they, this they, team's yeah, terrible. Yeah, they just, yeah. Um, nothing works for them. This team is dysfunctional. Like, the the six-star general is leading them to doom. Uh, VTO is a shell of himself. Patrick has is ELO-held. Um, again. Again. It's crazy how he's got the best roster he's ever seen in his career around him, yet he's more hard stuck than ever before. Save my boy, Patrick. Please, please, please. Koi wants Odo back, and Odo wants Koi back. Yeah. <laughs> if Koi and XL say we'll trade Segenda for Segenga for Odoamne tomorrow, who says no? Nobody. Nobody. Because the <laughs> thing Literally is... nobody. When Shigenda gets resources top, he's getting a lead. He just can't do anything with it. Yeah. Well, that is the bottom of the standings. So what more can you expect from them? We'll see if XL can make it into the top eight or if they will fizzle they won't. out. Either way, that brings us to the next week. So prediction time. As LEC week three is right around the corner. We kick off day one on Saturday. SK versus Astralis. We are unanimous. SK across the board. None of us have faith in Astralis picking this one up. We think SK's got the momentum behind them right now. And we'll go on a five-game win streak. So next up is Team Heretics versus XL. Sam is the only one with XL. The rest of us believe Team Heretics and that, should I take that. I think is just his Brit pride talking. Probably. I had Excel like until just now. And then I started talking. I'm like, wait. Excel is absolutely shit. What the hell am I thinking? I'm very like, happy. That I changed. still I'm look at the names and think this should be a good team, but it's not. Yeah. But hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. So hey, it's the last week we got to talk the about them. Yeah. Third team, the third game rather, and the third team that we have across the board, G2 versus BDS. And all of us have G2 taking this one. So unanimous in the first three matches. That's rare. We're also unanimous in the fifth match, but fourth, we have you Vitality versus Koi. Um, and never mind, we just had somebody change. We're Vitality across the board, except for Sam, who's got Koi. Wow. I don't think this has ever happened. Everybody live on the podcast for a full day wow. of games, of matches. We all are in agreement. SK will beat Astralis. 
Heretics will beat XL, G2 will beat BDS, Vitality will beat Koi, Mad will beat Fnatic. Which means the exact opposite is going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's definitely happened before. It only happens for EU, never for NA. Um, And it's when we have these matches where it's five clear top versus five clear bottom. Where everyone You're is. Right. There's no way that G2 beat BDS. I'm going to change to BDS just so I can be the only one with 100% prediction right here. So let's go on to day two Team Heretics versus BDS. I have Heretics, Jax has Heretics, Goose has Heretics, but Bickle, Badger, and even Duffy, Sam, and Ian have BDS. So Bickle, talk to me about BDS. Why are they taking this one? I think BDS has just been looking really solid as of late. I think. Uh, Evie's finally not going to get Cassante, and I think Adam just has a really difficult champ pool to deal with. And alongside that, I just think Crownie's been performing extremely well and is going to help him get that advantage bot side. What about on the side of Team Heretics? Jax, back me up here. Why do we think Team Heretics is taking this? All right, hear me out. Heretics are going to ban both Olaf and Darius. BDS is going to ban Cassante. They're going to be like, haha, we've taken Evie off Cassante. You're doomed. And then Evie's going to be like, finally, I am unlocked. And he is going to absolutely fucking giga stomp Adam, and that will be that. Fair enough. Hey, that's enough to uh, to convince me. Um, I just like Team Heretics more, so that's why I put them. Astralis versus Koi. We have Koi across the board, except for Duffy, who picked Astralis. Uh, probably just because he, you know, you always got to throw one in, uh, one uh, wild card uh, EU pick. But Koi is in agreement for the rest of us. So let's move on to SK versus Fnatic, where we are not all in agreement. SK across the board, except for Jax and Duffy, who have Fnatic. Jax, defend yourself. All right. I'm not convinced by the three O's from either SK or BDS. I feel like a lot of that came from their opponents playing like shit. Now, this is Fnatic, so I'm still taking a long shot here. But, on paper, they should be the better team. So I am hoping that they have figured out some of their problems. And I think if they have at least are gelling better together, they should just be the better team. Okay. Reminder that Jax is currently... Reminder, last reminder that I went rate. 2 and 15 last week. I can justify yeah. my picks all day, but that doesn't mean there's any basis in any kind of reality. 13%. Kangas, you're one to be talking. You went 4 and 11. No, 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 no. We, don't need to, we don't need to tell the audience what I went. I was better than Jack. <laughs> he he got twice so as many right as I did. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Moving on here. Vitality versus XL. We got Vitality across the board. No believers in XL on this podcast. G2 versus Mad. We also all believe in G2, but I don't want to count Mad out too much. Does anybody have any like positives for Mad going into this one? Anything that they think fans could latch on to? Because I know that there's going to be a couple Mad Lions fans out there that are upset with this prediction. Magic. I think I mean I think Vitality and G2 are the S tier teams. And then like if you have like an A plus S minus tier, Mad Lions is the only team that actually deserves to go in that one at this point. Cause I'm still I mean, it's six games and SK and BDS are still up there too. So who knows? Okay. They're still they're still like the second tier team in a tier in their own. So 
I, this will still be a good game to watch regardless of what we voted i think yeah. g2 and mad are still two really good teams and they match up really well across the board i just yeah i feel like mad's got to be given a little bit more respect than that so happy that we we're able to at least talk them up a little bit more so that goes into the final day monday mad lions versus team heretics and we are split on the cast here myself and badger with duffy have team heretics Whereas Jax, Bickle, Goose, Sam, and Ian have Mad Lions. Again, I just like Team Heretics. They're a fun team. I like Peter Dunn. Uh, I, I went to karaoke with him, so I'm just going to root for him going forward from this point on. That's what I've decided. Uh, but also, Evie, best top laner. Yanko's got the you know redemption story after leaving G2. So I think there's a lot of reasons to root for him. But if we're talking logically, why do we think that Mad Lions is going to take this one? Who deleted my I just, table? I might have accidentally... There was silence there because I accidentally deleted the entire table of all the predictions. But I reversed it. I clicked undo, and now we're back to normal. God so let me it, throw Candace. that to somebody. Uh, let's actually go to Bickle. Why is Mad Lions going to take this one? I think Mad Lions has been looking really consistent all around. Heretic's biggest strength tends to be their mid-jungle between Yankos and Ruby. But Mad has such a solid mid-jungle in El Yoya plus Niski, and the bot side of Karzi Hillisang has just been matching extremely well. So I think that's just going to work out in their way. Okay. That's Mad versus Team Heretics. Unless, Badger, do you want to add any actual analysis? Because I know that you are the one that might actually have a reason why Heretics would win this. I think Heretics are able to keep up in the spots that Mad excel in. So, I mean, the top side for Heretics is good. So I think Mad, their bot lane is just as long as Hillisang doesn't have like the game of the split he's had so far. I mean, he's been pretty good, but like, I don't know. I, I think this is close, but I think Heretics just edged it out in the end. Fair enough. Next up, Fnatic versus Astralis. We actually have a split cast here as well. Myself, Jax, along with Ian and B Bickle. He's, he's I'm, highlighting I'm, it. We I'm got thinking for about now. this. I'm thinking we'll about this. We'll see if Pickle changes. Astralis is leaning to Duffy, Badger, Goose, and Sam. While we give Bickle time for his no, I'm, final I'm sticking decision. with it. I'm sticking with it. You're sticking with Fnatic. I'm sticking with All Fnatic. right, we'll defend it then, Bickle. Why, why are you sticking with Fnatic Don't make here? me defend this. I'm not convinced whatsoever <laughs> by Fnatic. <laughs> All right, Jax, you got this. Both these teams suck, but Fnatic has players who can be good. <laughs> I like that. Astralis oh my god, if Fnatic suck. lose this game, they're actually going to drop out in the bottom two, and that's Fnatic need the time insane. off. That's why I have Astralis. <laughs> Fnatic needs to figure out more stuff than Astralis does. It's a good point, because they, they own the head-to-head -head against Koi, but if they lose to Astralis, and they don't have the head-to-head -head against them, so they could definitely be struggling. Oh my god, if that, Fnatic uh, and Excel drop out, that would be wild. Crazy. Make everyone look silly. Wild. Next up, though, SK versus Excel. We have SK across the board, except for Sam, of course, rooting for the Excel boys. But the rest of us still have faith. Can in you SK imagine this one? So coming into this season, saying, "Hey, in the final week, we're all going to be picking SK unanimously, like beyond the shadow of a doubt." That's crazy. Yeah, we, a lot wild. of us have them going another three a week. That is, yeah, oh most my of us. God. Only Jax yeah. and Duffy don't. I mean, we have them yeah. finishing that, 
six and we have them finishing seven and two. <laughs> I, I'm gonna point out our preseason predictions for SK. We had five people predicting them not even making it through this round. We yeah. have them tied to be the second best fucking team in the league. I've changed. I've now I've moved Fnatic over SK because now that you've pointed that out, I just can't believe it. There's no way we live in a world where that happens. I think Fnatic win the first uh, or their, their Sunday game. Then they saved their easiest week for last. So they really did. That's they just beat the two undefeated teams in the summer champions. And watch them go 0-3 this week with the easy schedule after going 3-0 yeah. with the hard schedule. Yeah, I, I would could absolutely see that happening. But let's talk about the defending champs, Koi versus G2, and no one believes in Koi after last week. Four lost streak, even their week one wasn't like, you know, determinative enough for anybody to have faith going into another week. So G2, across the board, we all think that they will mop that one up. So, Vitality versus BDS. Vitality across the board, except for Duffy, who thinks that, you know, his, again, you got to throw a wild card in every now and then. I think that's why BDS has it, other than also on a win streak. Maybe Duffy just thinks that win streak continues. Does Duffy have BDS winning the rest? Yes, on Saturday. He has them no going two and Saturday. one. No, on Saturday. Hold on, on Sunday, he has them. I think, G2 winning Saturday. let me double check something. I think Duffy has the number one seed as a Four-way tie between, yeah, Duffy Vitality, has a G two BDS SK. That's, yeah, that's probably what he voted for. Was that's for incredible all the ties. That is, I, I almost promise you, he did not put that much thought yes. into it. But it's yeah. very funny that that D happened. Duffy does not put <laughs> remotely that much thought into these kinds of predictions, unless he really cares yeah. about a team. He's just going to pick whatever the fuck he feels yeah. like. I am so lost as to how the hell this has happened in the LEC. It, it's it's the LEC. Insane. Everyone beats everyone, and in the end, G2 will win the championship. Yeah, I know. Unless your name's Rogue oh. or Mad Lions in the last two years. By the way, there's no more uh, Rogue, two of so. our way-too-early LEC predictions have already fallen through. I predicted a 9-0 G2. That very much fell out this week. And uh, Jax, I know it's not over yet, but... Uh, Fnatic did not come out swinging. No, they really didn't. Badger, you're on pretty Give good time, track with the Fnatic Craters. Yep. Fnatic Craters, I'm close. Uh-oh. Hey, uh -oh. Mine's pretty good. Yeah, everyone will be the best top in the LEC. So far, so good. Sam calling for rookie of the split and MVP for Yike. He also said Excel would make Worlds this year. So, uh... They're not excluded mm. from They got that. time. They got hey, time. Hey, Kangas, any updates on Alfari killing uh, Irrelevant with a candlestick in the, in the study? <laughs> in the study? <laughs> you know what? I think the problem is I went too specific. I should have kept it more broad. No, 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 no. It's the kitchen. Because nah, 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 nah. you never expect the candlestick in the uh, kitchen. Come you know what? That's a good point. That's Come a good on. point. That means that they picked it up while they were thinking about it in the study. It, and it went the study the is never, always the, the revolver. object. Unless it's, uh, you know, a, a kill of passion, but we know that Alfari premeditates this, so <laughs> this has been established. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts, though, in the community Discord, if you think that we are right, if we're wrong, who you're rooting for, because that is it for predictions. We've gotten through LCS, we've gotten through LEC, so all that's left 
is the wrap-up. How many people are on the cast right now, you might ask? It is one, two, three, four, five. The same number of stars that we would love if you could give us on your podcast listening medium of choice. It really helps us out to get towards, you know, uh, more visibility for more fans to come in. We are a fan-centric podcast. We like to talk from a fan perspective as opposed to some of the other podcasts that are a little more buttoned up, a little more, you know, trying to be buddy-buddy with some of the the teams, the players riot themselves, but we like to just, you know, let it let it loose. I mean, we're and talking about Alfari committing premeditated murder. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. It's kind of wild. Uh, an ACL no, you should sure? you should do it. You should just, just well, say I, end it next time. I actually did semi get in trouble for that this last weekend oh, no. because we were playing a game called tarot card reading. Uh, our one of our hosts, Sierra, she was like giving pull, had a tarot deck and she would a, have us pick a player she would ask us a question and then lift up two tarot cards and we had to give the their future and she lifted up death and i forgot what the other one was it was like death and like chair or throne or something like that so then i was like oh is death and diamond uh for a player and i was like yeah they're gonna i'm gonna give them the good story they like make it to the world they do well then they come back and then they drop to diamond and then they die um and then i would i produced her afterwards like yeah let's not say that our players are gonna die <laughs> <laughs> so i might have already failed that uh moral of the story but hopefully uh we don't get canceled for this show i mean i i guess really that that's all i have to say thanks for listening everybody Thanks for being on the podcast. Make sure to wish Duffy a happy birthday. And as always, we love you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Peace.